This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, July 25th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Davis from the Warp Zone. Yay! The I'm studio so, audience, so excited. I'm so happy to be here. We're so happy to have you. Yeah. I heard you guys were dead. Whoa. We were, uh, <laughs> it seemed like that, but then like the phoenix, we rose from the ashes. If somebody doesn't know the Warp Zone, Davis, how do you describe it? Uh, we're just a gaming, pop culture, like nerdy sketch comedy and occasionally music video channel on sure. YouTube. Yeah. You've been doing it how long? Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> 10, almost 10 years yeah. as the Warp Zone and then as a group of friends even longer. Yeah, that's the thing is like Warp Zone. I, I always think you guys is like our first VidCon friends when we came to VidCon and started hanging yeah. out with you and you guys were all awesome. We were all awesome. We just got to hang out. Kevin agrees. He's taking out an Egg McMuffin. Gary would have just dropped off. <laughs> it's a good day. Yeah. You're enjoying yourself <laughs> oh, yeah. over there. You're having a good one. Yeah. Anytime we get Gary Witted just to drop by. I'm excited. I was very excited before he gave me the Egg McMuffin. Yeah, exactly. Right. You're Oreos, to Egg McMuffin. You're having a hell of a morning. I sure am. I like how he Kevin paused because he gets made fun of a lot. <laughs> so oh, he wasn't real? sure was that about to be no, somebody no, trying no, to take me actually, up. Yeah. And maybe I get cigarettes later. I don't know what kind of day it's gonna be. Yeah, you know it's. You terrible. shouldn't have cigarettes, oh, Kevin. God, Look at Davis. Go. He stopped smoking. Look don't how good he looks. Bring yeah. me down. I had a probiotic yogurt, so. <laughs> He's an adult. Right. And with granola oh. in there too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. You're looking good, dude. Thank you. Yeah, you look great. What happened? You just decided to change your life one day? Well, I lost my job for a little while. I had a lot of free time. Drop some weight. So that, if somebody doesn't know, that's the deal, right? Warp Zone was part of the Defy stuff. Yeah, we were part of Defy Media with Smosh Games and Clever and a bunch of people, and they went out of business, and we were all in limbo for a little while, and through some friendship and some miracles, we just got our our brand back, and so we've been doing it for fun. And that's awesome. Ever since. So people should go support you. The Warp yes. Zone. YouTube. We also have a Patreon too. Patreon oh, slash the Warp Zone. That'll never take off. <laughs> this, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is where we talk about the news. Today we're going to cover uh, religion and cyberpunk, that GTA online casino update, and some Wolfenstein reviews because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can give us your questions, comments, concerns, and everything under the video game sun. Then tune in to watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you. The Mario Maker Party Mode is available for all right now for free. YouTube.com slash games. Go over there and see how bad Andy's level is and how he should be ashamed it's for making it. not even fun, frankly. Why? Why? Why are people making levels like this and this thinking is this how, is... This is not how people have fun. No, exactly. Oh, man, look, only three people out of a million have cleared it. It's a good level. No, that's no, a bad, that's bad level. level. That's how I feel about a lot of the Mario Maker levels, but they are fun to watch. <laughs> 
Thank you to our Patreon producers, Colton Yoder, Blackjack, and Mohammed Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by Brooklyn and Experian, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Subdued dude dudes from you. You trying not to inhale the egg McMuffin? Five items on the Roper Report. Is that a baker's dozen? It turns out it is. Turns out it is. Kevin was doing some improv over there. I think. <laughs> <laughs> who? Why? Who is honking their horn? What is happening out there? I don't know. Who you got a problem with? Me or the? Why horn? are they all oh, honking their horns no. now, Kevin? Oh shit! I think someone was honking at a Tim. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Tim definitely just took a left. <laughs> Tim sucks. <laughs> I hate him. Number one on the Roper Report. Let's talk about religion in Cyberpunk 2077. We're going to read from Matt Kim's article on IGN.com. An interview between CD Projekt Red and Polish news site Gur Online WP was recently translated in, into English on the video game message board NeoGAF. Uh, had you seen this? There was a little bit of controversy about what they were saying about religion in the game. IGN reached out to CD Projekt Red, not wanting to go on that translation, to ask whether the translation was accurate. And a representative from the company told IGN that it was not. CD Projekt Red sent IGN their own English translation of the Polish interview, which we included below. IGN was able to also also able to independently translate the interview and found the new translation to be more in line with their own translation. So here's how it goes. WP, the Polish site says, you mentioned religion. Does it still exist in the cyberpunk world? CD Projekt Red responds, yes, and in many forms. As I mentioned, our vision is somehow based on the real world, and religion is a very important part of the latter, society-wise. In our game, we're going to see, for example, Christianity and different and its different branches, or religions from the Far East. No, from the East. Religions from the East. Uh, Polish site says, sounds controversial. Someone will, someone will enter a church and cause havoc. CD Projekt Red responds, we do not want to avoid religion as a topic. Authenticity of the world is what counts for us. Technically, the situation you mentioned is possible, but this is all about the choices made by the player. We won't encourage the player to do so. In our quests, which involve religious themes, we make sure there's no disrespect. So this is... Uh, did you see any of this yesterday when it was cycling around a bit? I did not. Okay. So that was the thing is it, <clears throat> it kicked that that old beehive of political correctness in a video <laughs> game. And what are we staying away from? And what are things? Because it was this. The, what was getting kicked around was this no disrespect thing. They didn't want to disrespect religions. Uh, I think it's interesting, right? And I think with the translation, hats off to IGN for reaching out and getting clarification and all this stuff. That what they're saying, right, is like the churches are there and you can do whatever the hell you want to them. However, in our quest line, we're not insulting religion at any point. Right. That's the way I would think you want it to be done. Am I wrong? No, yeah. I mean, it's it's always tricky when yeah. you're dealing with religion. Um, I think it's I'm not a religious person, but it's always interesting, especially when you're looking at religion through like sci-fi or future stuff to see sure. how like let's extrapolate how technology affects that. And yeah, people will be really sensitive to it. But like. GTA, you can just go around shooting people in the streets, and yeah. is that any... That's not, like, better than shooting someone in a church, so it's... I don't know. It kind of comes down to, like, people it, will misuse it if they want to, and you can't exactly. police it. You can't... I, I don't ever want to sit there and box developers or game creators into it on what ifs because no matter what you do in your game no matter what tools you give some, someone someone on YouTube and Twitch is going to be a moron with yeah. it and is going to do something, and yet... There's going to be a person who puts up a video, watch me shoot up a church, right? And goes in there and uses all the crazy cybernetic powers to just fucking clown people out. Yeah. 
that it could also be like you're saying watch me shoot up a, a fat burger or whatever in gta which isn't it um cluck and bell is the chicken restaurant right. i was thinking of the burger restaurant i couldn't get there i want a burger i don't know the burger name what's that burger fucking name i kind of funny.com slash you're wrong why well, can't I remember the burger <laughs> burger from gta but that's the thing is like you yeah you're gonna to be able to do, huh nothing what'd you say to me kevin i said you want them to explain why you can't remember no i want them to tell me what the name of the burger place <laughs> is you know what i mean cluck and bell's the chicken doesn't matter uh yeah, whatever burger you shot. give people the ability to. What is it? Burger shot. Burger shot. That I'm sorry, is the timing wasn't great. I should have said it moments before you started. Did you find it out or somebody tell no, you? No, no, some kid told me. Did you ever think maybe you should just take credit for it and seem smart? I said it. Good job, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a great liar, but maybe that's, that's, it's it's, adorable that's adorable positive. No, it means you're a good person. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Well, no matter what tools you give people in a game, especially an open world game, especially an RPG as deep as this, it's going to be weird, right? People are going to do weird things with it. Yeah. It's like Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm going to make some weird shit. I mean, it's like all those choices that also make it so much fun. I don't mm -hmm. know. So, mm -hmm. double-edged sword. Yeah, I'm glad it's there. It's interesting that it's there. I would almost... I hadn't thought about it. I'm not that religious as well. So I hadn't thought about places of worship in the far-flung future in this, this you know cyberpunk future they've created right you would think i would think that with not the agenda they're pushing but with the augments with the thing with technology that would pull you away from religion in a way right and make a yeah. society that would be like no we don't believe in god or whatever yeah i mean also in a in a world where you can in a world well like cyber technology is like could be construed as miracles it, yeah. it would be interesting to see how religions in this universe could bend it like yeah. if you can if you can create visions who's to say that's not the messiah like i don't know sure. there's there is like fertile ground to explore religion in cyberpunk um so i don't think you should not do it because you're going to be afraid that someone's going to like yeah and that'll be interesting too is that it they, you know, they talk about in our quest, which involves religious themes, we make sure there's no disrespect. So there are quests that are going to involve religious themes, apparently. But yeah, they're not going to disrespect religion straight out, which is right. interesting as well. It's a it's a fine line to walk that I wouldn't have thought of if I was like, I'm going to make a cyberpunk game. Yeah, this is what I'm going to get to. But I guess you get to where does man and the machine begin? And yeah, what does that do to the traditional idea of religion? Yeah, yeah. interesting. I'll be interested to see what they do with it, as I am with everything I, they're going to do with cyberpunk. Number two on the Roper Report. Uh, Dragalia Lost. Am I saying it right, Kevin? Dragalia. Yeah, Dragalia, oh Dragalia Lost becomes Nintendo's second most successful mobile game. This is Alex Malavit. Is that Tim? Yeah. Tim, get on shock mic for a second, please. Please get on shock mic. What's up, Kevin? No, no. I didn't say hug Davis. I didn't say hug Davis. I say get on shock mic. Tim, we need you to explain what just happened out there. What just happened? Because we all heard the horns. And then Kevin looked, I was like, Kevin, what is going on outside? And he looked out the window and he said, I think it's Tim that you were blocking traffic or you were making no, no, a left. No, I, well, he, he, you made a left, but like maybe four seconds before, there was hella horns. Yeah, like that a was ahead fight. of me. There okay. was a lot of U-turns going on. Uh. It's, it's a, a street cleaning day. Yeah. Okay. Which causes chaos for cars. So last sure. minute people decisions, they're like, oh shit, I shouldn't turn left here. But I got I this baby park. little Prius C. I can fit anywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sure that was easy Being to get small, into. Fantastic you got the backup sometimes. camera? No, I wish. No, no instead he got a giant subwoofer for no reason. When you get to the Prius baby. V level like me, uh, you get some of the nice <laughs> Number two, Dragalia Lost becomes <laughs> Nintendo's second most successful mobile game. This is Alex at Sensor Tower. Released in September 2018 and still available in only 11 markets, Nintendo's fourth mobile title, Dragalia Lost has just surpassed $100 million in total player spending on 3 million downloads, according to Sensor Tower Store Intelligence Estimates. In doing so, it has overtaken Animal Crossing Pocket Camp as the publisher's second highest earning title on mobile after 2017's release of Fire Emblem Heroes. 
Dragalios has grossed $1 million more than Nintendo's mobile Animal Crossing, which currently sits at $99 million spent by players since launch in November 2017. Uh, while it now ranks second among the Kyoto firm's mobile titles, it trails top-grossing Fire Emblem Heroes by nearly $500 million. Damn. So that's quite the that's quite the uh, gap there to yeah. try to close, right? Okay. Good job of making $100 million. You're still <laughs> $500 million away from the top leader. Yeah. Have you gotten sucked into any of these Nintendo mobile games, Doctor uh, Mario, Mario? No, Run? I'm not. I'm not like a much of a, a mobile gamer. I grew up uh, as like a Game Boy mm-hmm. boy, so I have a different expectation of mobile gaming. Sure, you want a dedicated device. Um, I did check out just like last week. A friend showed me Dragalia Lost. Okay, and it's it looks like a mobile. It's got all the cool bells and whistles of a mobile game. Yeah. but I'm just like it's not really my 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 bag. Sure, yeah. I just fell in love with Pokemon Go. Which will come up later in the news here. I was part of that train in the beginning. In the beginning. Yeah. Come um, back. It's a great time to come back. Team Rocket stuff's happening today. We'll talk about it soon. Ooh, okay. All right. I'm just letting you know. Things are happening out there. And what's been surprising for me is I played uh, Pocket Camp. I'm, I love Animal Crossing. So when that dropped, I was like, of course, I'm going to play this. I, I, I want to play Animal Crossing. But I don't think I put a dollar into Animal Crossing. Like, I don't think I bought any of the microtransaction stuff that, you know, they're talking about it being uh, its second one with $99 million, right, of player spending so far for Animal Crossing. Yeah. I think I just played that for free. Meanwhile, with Pokemon Go, right, I've been playing for two weeks and I've, I don't want to know how much I've put in. Because you've been buying not, Pokeball. What, what, what can you spend it on nowadays? You, well, you get the Poke coins, of course. And then you, po- you go and you, you turn the coins around. And like, what I'm doing is extra inventory space. <laughs> I can get extra. They, Jen and I wanted to walk like from the, the, the way out in the middle of nowhere to the movies one day. So like, all right, cool. We're going to be walking a lot. I'm going to think smart here, David. <laughs> I bought a bunch of incubators so I could incubate my eggs and I could hatch all my eggs oh as my I walk God. too. You know what I mean? They got you. They it's do have me. They have me bad. And it's if they, you think they have me bad, they have my wife worse. And that's why I don't want to know for Uh-oh. the family credit card how much money has gone to Pokemon Go. Yeah. But it's the weird thing of... And I don't, and I feel this way with, uh, you know, the normal box games we play, right? Where if I love a game and there's a season pass or DLC drops, I'll buy it, right? And even if I got the game, or the code for review or whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm having so much fun. I want to put money into this. And it's like with division and microtransactions there. Uh, it's interesting, though, that I don't, with even with the Pokemon Go stuff, where I'm giving them the money for extra storage space or fucking incubating my eggs or whatever. <laughs> for me, it's such a, oh, well, they deserve this money. I've, I've played this game. I'm playing this game every day. And I'm having a great time, and me and my wife are walking around doing stuff. Like it's yeah. like you've earned you've earned the ten dollars I'm giving you. But the problem is, this is how they get everybody with mobile games, right? Is that I'm not keeping track of how many ten dollars I'm giving them, right? And so it's just ten dollars here, ten dollars there. What do you know? What's going on? Yeah, when you see the bill at the end of the day, you're like, oh, did, 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 did they do this good of a job? Yeah, that's how uh, <laughs> I played. You know, Dauntless. It's like a, a yeah, monster oh, yeah, 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 thing. Yeah, yeah. That's free to play, and I I'll spend money in that because I'm like, you know what? I've played this so much, and I love this game so much. Sure, here's like 10 bucks for like sure. a new jacket. Yeah, 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 exactly, right? So That's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I went and I bought all the Mewtwo outfit stuff, so I look cool. I digress. <laughs> uh, hello, Hugh writes in and says, for Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, there are, there are more payable microtransactions such as cookies for cosmetic items than earlier game. I, I jumped in thinking that was going to be more helpful, and that was actually... That was actually threw me, it confused me more <laughs> as to what we were talking about. So we'll just keep moving. We're just going to move. I wasn't okay, saying there was yeah, not yeah. microtransactions. I just didn't play them. Well, Maybe more I'd, now, I think is what he's saying. Okay, okay, okay. That makes more sense. Thank yeah. you. But also, I wasn't listening to the, the start of this or right now. I, Animal Crossing Pocket Game every so often I think about reinstalling. 
Because I had a cool Christmas tree going on there. I, had a compl- I mean, it's been that long, no? What You know it's going to eventually play into the Animal Crossing on Switch, though. Yeah, in like Ooh. three years, you know what I mean? What? Next year? Come on, Kay. next year? Yeah, well, it's supposed to be this year, but now it's next year. You know what and I'm sure it won't move again. It's a sliding scale. All right. Number three. Let's talk about that GTA Online Casino update. Uh, IGN reports it's blocked in more than 50 countries. Oh, no. uh, this Jeez. is Alicia Judge at IGN. Stringent local laws appear to be blocking Grand Theft Auto online players in over 50 countries from gambling in the new Diamond Casino update. The update went live yesterday, but some players soon received in-game notifications that they didn't, quote, have permission to buy gambling chips to use in the virtual casinos. The new Diamond Casino runs on in-game cash, which can be purchased with real money. It would seem the developer Rockstar Games feels that the transaction mirrors online gambling too closely to ignore. IGN has reached out to Rockstar for comment. Reddit users are reporting that they are able to go inside the casinos, but they are blocked from purchasing and betting ch- or purchasing betting chips. One user wrote, quote, I launched and headed straight for the new building and wanted to buy myself some chips for games. After contacting support, I received a quick reply that because of my region, I cannot enjoy the gambling related content in the new DLC. Uh, they also noted, quote, I tried buying the high roller penthouse, but it was locked for no apparent reason. Elsewhere, players have created a current list of 54 countries that can't access Diamond Casino's gambling features. It's wide-ranging, including China, North Korea, Iceland, Cyprus, and Poland. In the comments, some of these international players now say they're using VPNs. However, that could land them in trouble with Rockstar or their country's legal system. The decision to block access to virtual casino raises interesting questions around loot boxes, which are legally available in some of the countries Rockstar has blocked. One user wrote, quote, so far, no reason for the thing to be blocked in my country, parentheses Argentina. We have loot box mechanics freely available, and so are microtransactions. I don't see how this, buying chips in Diamond Casino, is illegal, end quote. Where do you come down on this nightmare <clears throat> clusterfuck Rockstar shouldn't have even brought us into? Uh, it seems like an idea that, like, clearly was going to have problems, mm-hmm. and especially when it's, that it's literally a casino is like... I it's get that literally it, gambling. Like, like, it, like it fits. It fits the. It fits like the world. But it's like, I don't know. No one was like. There's no like intern at Rockstar that was like. You know, I think this is not going to be a good idea. But I, I feel like there's already too many weird pseudo gambling. Yeah, things in games. That's the problem. Uh, and it's such. It's such a hot issue. Like people are so fed up. It seems like with loot boxes and everything else. I don't love them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this seems like a a, a big issue, but um, yeah. what what happens next, right? Kevin Coyle, I saw your hand go up there from kind of. Uh, yeah, what I have a question. Uh, can can you buy this with in game currency? Yeah, it's it, it was a confusing point on Tuesday with Andrea because so we she got confused again. No, it wasn't her. It was the fact that it was so confusing as the report. The BBC reported on it, right? And they were talking about it and that, yeah, you can use the real money. Somebody on Twitter from another country was saying they couldn't use the real money and had a screenshot of them not being able to. People in kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong confirmed that they're in America. They are able to do it. Some in the UK are able to do it. Long story short, yes, you can take real money into this fake casino and get... You you get you, know, you take the money you get the GTA cash you take your GTA cash to the casino you buy chips with it. There is a limit on how many chips you can play and buy with. I think if you do what we were talking about on the day, it's like a dollar fifty is like what you can buy them in or something in an increment or something to that effect. So it's not like you're coming in and buy, I'm gonna buy, I'm what gonna I'm spend saying, ten thousand dollars in a day. If we have ten million GTA dollars that we earned by stealing, right? We can use that money. Yes. To gamble with. Yes. And then. 
So we just make more fake GTA money and then, right. Okay. Yeah. Or you lose it, as with most sure. casinos, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's the goal with it. Obviously, yes, would be that you know we go pull off the doomsday heist. We come away with seven million dollars. We're balling ass seven. ballers. Seven. We go oh, there. You we bet start in black. Yeah. We'll see. Exactly. <laughs> <Double again>. Exactly. <laughs> Feeling hot. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get the penthouse baller suite. Oh. But it's the it's the concern and the argument of gambling and games, which has already been such a hot topic with loot boxes, right? Where it, it literally so many world governments are looking at this, worried about it. Yeah, I and mean, then for, to be unabashedly for gambling, granted, small amounts of money, but it's granted also, you can do it in other games. It's not like you're getting money back, right? Which almost I think makes it a worse bigger problem. Because, I think because right? you can you can funnel real money in, but you can never get it back out. I think it's like one of the issues, but. If it was, I, and that's the thing, is one of the screenshots that was so, not controversial, but like threw us for a loop trying to figure all this out was the person walking up to d- buy it and it's saying, you can use your in-game cash, but you can't use the shark cards for this, which would mean that, okay, all the money you've earned from heists, robbing people, killing people, that can be used here, but not your real money, yeah. which I, I, cool. I, cool. I, I, I was in the vein of, then this one, this is a non-issue. Who cares? Right. Like then, but then when it is like, no, you can take real money in there, but really small amounts, and there's a limit on chips and this, that, and the other. It's just like, I, I have never had the problem with the loot boxes and the gambling. I think loot boxes are weird. I think it's a stupid. Why are we just buying blind boxes hoping to get cool things? Like, right. Whatever. But I also am not somebody who struggled with addiction to gambling, and it's one of those things when we were talking, and Andrea was like, "This is totally a non-issue. Why is this a story?" So uh, people were writing in being like, well, if it's gambling, there's laws about gambling in the United States, but there's not laws about gambling in their fictional casino world and right. all these different protections and turns. And it's just such a cluster. Yeah. And again, it's just Rockstar poking the beast, I feel like. Right. Yeah. Because, again, somebody's going to come out. We're going to have Tipper Gore back in there yelling <laughs> at Congress about it. Kevin, does Tipper Gore still do stuff like that? I'm dead. Dead. Is she, are you serious? No, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think, I don't think Tim, Tipper Gore's dead. I don't know. She's still with Al Gore? But you remember this when she came into Congress about like protecting the children. I think it was music. Music or no. Yeah. I don't know. Is her name Tipper? It was Tipper Gore. That's definitely her name. I can confirm that much off the top of my head. Still alive. Still alive. 70 years old. Still married to Al Gore. 70 years old. Boom. Yeah. God, people get old. You know what I mean? They keep keep aging up. You don't think about it. Yeah. We're going to blink and one day we'll be there. No, never. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll stay young forever. Exactly. Well, we'll die. You know what I mean? We don't know that for sure. Yeah, we don't know for sure, Kevin. Talked about this before. All right, Kevin. Cyberpunk could become real. We could be exactly, and then religion will still be here, but we won't go into churches with it because we don't (laughs) offend anybody. Uh, Number four on the Roper Report: Team Rocket is back in Pokemon Go. This is Kevin Nevik over at IGN. Earlier this week, Pokemon Go players had their first encounter with Team Rocket. The villainous trainers would invade certain Pokestops and challenge players to battle using their shadow Pokemon. But just as suddenly as they appeared, Team Rocket seemed to vanish from the game. The evil team is now back again in Pokemon Go in even greater numbers, and there's a new special research quest line to go along with them. Just as before, you can encounter a Team Rocket grunt. Now, I don't want to be this guy. Or well, actually, but I don't want to be kindoffunny.com. You're wronged on this, all right? I wear as a Pokemon master now. I turned it on and saw this. They're actually calling them what? Team Rocket Go. Because they're not Team Rocket Rocket, like the Team Rocket you know and love. Right. Team Rocket Go. Yes. Team Rocket you know and love is dead. This is Team Rocket Go. This is like the next generation resurrecting the the banner. Exactly. Uh, Team Rocket, and he leaves out the Go, but Go, Grunt, at certain Pokestops. Uh, You can tell which locations have been taken over by the team by their appearance. On the overworld map, the Pokestop queue will appear darker and will twitch erratically. And when you approach it, you'll notice the stop is colored black rather than blue. Spin the photo disc at one of these Pokestops, and the Rocket Grunt will reveal themselves and challenge you 
to a Pokemon battle. You seen any of these yet? Oh, come on, dude. I fought two of them already. I got a quest to fight three. I'm going to find another one of these guys. All right, all right cool. Don't worry, I'm on it. I'm on it for Pokemon. That's guys. that is awesome. I don't, I don't play it anymore, but this is like a really cool feature. Yeah, kind of a fun way to like put some new stuff in there. Have you have you taken a look at it at all? Like recently, or kept up with news with Pokemon Go? Uh, I hear the news about it yeah. every now and then because that's how we got into it. Is that Jen and I were walking home from breakfast and talking about video game news, and then getting into oh man, yeah, Pokemon Go, and it's so crazy that it's still so successful and so many people are playing in it. Yeah, it was updated and changed so much. We opened up and started looking at it, and before we knew it, we were in there because there is so much to do in it, and there yeah. are so many little things that. It is the perfect time waster of a game where even when there's no Pokemon around me, well, I got to go through and like send gifts to people or I got to go through and figure out, oh, I got too many duplicates Pokemon. Let's delete them let's, or transfer them. <laughs> let's level them let's up. turn them into candy or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Send them, uh, send send, them off. Send them, send them to the professor. <laughs> the candy comes back. It's not weird at all. You know what I mean? Don't worry about it at all. Yeah. Uh, so I would, I, if you liked it in the beginning, you should try it again. I may try it. We, my friend group down in, in LA when it was, came out we use it as an excuse to do like brunch mm-hmm. and we would like find restaurants that were near pokestops sure we, somebody would pay for that like uh, the lure the thing yeah, yeah and yeah. we would just like drink mimosas and spin the thing and it's it's fun yeah, yeah it's a great game kevin love, come back i love brunch so much let's get let's get you back on pokemon go we can play tomorrow at breakfast come on how about we both play the dr mario game Okay, fair. Okay. <laughs> uh, number five and final on the Roper Report. Guess what, everybody? The review embargo for Fire Emblem Three Houses, Three Houses, and Wolfenstein Youngblood are up. Uh, I thought. Let me know you. Want. I, we usually don't cover reviews and stuff, but I thought for big games maybe we should. Uh, right now, for Three Houses, the Metacritic is eighty-seven. This is at nine thirty-seven a.m. Don't bother you wronging me if it's changed. Uh, games Radar gave it a five out of five. Easy Allies gave it an eight point five. Uh, game Informer gave it a nine point five. IGN gave it a nine point five, and said Fire Emblem. Three Houses succeeds in its ambitious telling of a land at war helmed by captivating leaders in which no side has all the answers. Its tense battles uh, are made all the more harrowing thanks to new strategy elements and the colorful cast of troops you send into the fray are incredibly charming. With a new take on training and bonding your units and Yes, right. And with the many activities and options available to sample, it's absolutely begging to be played multiple times. Uh, this is one Tim has been playing. Tim loved it. He talked about it on the Gamescast. Uh, it was different than what he expected in terms of battle, but he's been enjoying it. Uh, it's he, one he thinks I will like. I have downloaded with Marvel Ultimate Alliance, baby. Yeah, I ain't got time. I ain't got time. I got all these char- characters to get up to level 100. Come on now. Too much is happening. Are you a Fire Emblem guy? No, I've never played it before. I've, I've dabbled in the series. Yeah. Uh, Early on, I have a problem letting go of characters, so permadeath is like a it's a tough pill for me to sure, swallow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've, I've tried them throughout the years, and this one actually looks cool. There's something about there's like a whole schoolhouse yeah. element. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big you know Harry Potter. I don't know. I just if you have like a cool school element to it, that suddenly like hooks me more. So, and the reviews are really good. So yeah, reviews are great. I'm yeah, I'm, I definitely want to kick the tires on it when I get the chance. But and light the fires or just the tires? Just the tires. Just kick the tires. Just kicking the tires. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, news not as good for Wolfenstein Youngblood. Uh, right now, Metacritic's at 77. This is at 9.37 a.m. Don't bother. You're wrong. If it's changed. Game Informer gave it an 8.5. The Guardian gave it 4 out of 5 stars. Destructoid gave it a 6. IGN gave it a 6.5 with IGN's Dan Stapleton writing. Wolfenstein Youngblood is an aggressively okay co-op shooter that doesn't come close to recapturing the joy of its predecessor's action or its surprisingly interesting characters and story. It doesn't completely fumble the fun of its weapons and abilities or counteract 
counteract the pleasing sensation of squishing Nazis between your toes, but it does make it harder to enjoy at seemingly every turn with an out-of-place leveling system, busted stealth gameplay, some aggravating boss fights, and inadequate checkpoint saves. Frankly, I expected more from the Blaskowitz twins. Interesting. Uh, I've only played Youngblood once. It was with McCaffrey from IGN Judges Week, and we did co-op. Okay. And so I wonder, don't get me wrong, an okay, a 6.5 is okay on IGN scale. And I, I love cool. aggressively okay is a wonderful phrase. Right, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and I think, I, 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 did you play Wolfenstein 1 and 2? I, pl- I played the first one, loved the first one. I haven't played the second one yet. Yeah, they, neither of them clicked for me, and I think part of it was just how uh, the pace of them, how difficult they were on purpose, and for me, having a co-op partner there would made all the difference playing with McCaffrey. Right. Where I do want to play, I, I told Jen like we got to play this Friday night. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to play through it and have a partner there. Where I know one of the complaints people have had is like there really isn't that much story to it. You know, they doesn't right. have the cast of characters from Wolfenstein Two, this, that, and the other. If I'm just running through and shooting stuff and having fun with Jen, I feel like that'll be good. Yeah. But I did read Dan's review and he he talks about the new leveling mechanics and when you come around a corner and see like the level like you know four levels above you of the other enemy. Oh, yeah. It's like that doesn't feel like Wolfenstein. That's not what this game. Do they have levels in? No. Okay. Yeah. That, that's, like that. that's a new thing. And he's like, it's also it doesn't have according to Dan the loot mechanics of like a Borderlands Two. So it's not like you see somebody who's a higher level. You're like, ooh. The risk I gotta reward get this here. Guy, yeah. It's more like, oh, I'll come back and fight this guy when I'm more powerful. Yeah, when I'm when I'm playing like Wolfenstein or Doom, I'm looking more for just like cool, explosive, destructive, a- destructive action, not like the RPG looter shooter exactly stuff. And yeah. It, so, yeah. Um, the nanobile just writes in to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and says, "Hey, Greg and Davis." As a huge Wolfenstein fan, I was really pumped to play Wolfenstein Youngblood. But after seeing gameplay and reviews, it seems like Bethesda decided to change what Wolfenstein was and try to make it more of an RPG with microtransactions and leveling instead of run and gun as it was in The New Order, Old Blood, and New Colossus. I'm severely disappointed because this game was advertised to be as being very similar to New Colossus with mechanics and gunplay. Do you think this shift in gameplay will affect sales and... How do you think the general fan base who loves Wolfenstein and Doom for their tight run-and-gun gameplay will react to this major shift in the game? I honestly hope this is just a one-off because it is a side call. Uh-huh, I see what you did there. $40 game. Um, I mean, who knows? You'll have to wait and see, right? And again, obviously, I don't think these, these aren't terrible scores. They aren't the nines people would want from a Wolfenstein game, but yeah, 8.5, 4 out of 5, like 6.5 for my gene. Yeah, I think that it, they look especially bad in comparison to the other games in this mm-hmm. franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I'm finding out that it's an RPG. I'm a little turned off to sure. it. Because I, I, I do feel like uh, Doom and this are like the last bastions of just like good old-fashioned run-and-gun first-person shooting. Sure. So and I, there's plenty of other, if you want the RPG side, that you can do Destiny. There's, yeah, Borderlands, everything else. So me personally, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of this shift. Um, and I don't, I don't know that if they did it right, and it sounds like they're not nailing it. I don't think that would turn people off, but it sounds like if these reviews are consistently not that great, that'll probably turn people off. Yeah, I, I think already it was a, and I can't speak for Wolfenstein fans. You guys would have to yourselves. Uh, it probably already was, hey, why is it, why is it co-op? Why is that two thing, two players there, even if it is an AI person, right? Because that yeah. wasn't what you wanted from Wolfenstein 1 and 2. Of course, developers, you know, machine games and stuff, they should be able to stretch their legs, do different things, you know, try this out. I think the fact, I think it is a side quote. I don't think you have to worry. I think that there's a reason it's not Wolfenstein 3. Three, yeah. I think they're doing something different in the same way they're doing the VR Wolfenstein one right now, too. Uh, I think this is just a, a chance to go 
out there and do something different. And I think it's reflected in the price point, right? Nanobiologist corrects himself in your wrong, says it, it's it's a base $30 game with a deluxe edition at $40. Oh, okay. I think that price point speaks to, hey, this is an experiment. This is something we're doing, you know, try it out. I It does as well. The RPG mechanic turned me off when I was reading Stapleton's review and it was like, yeah, you run into a corner or turn a corner and there's a dude there with a higher level. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. I don't know if that's what I want out of it. That's what I want out of Borderlands, right? I do want... Right. I'm stoked for Borderlands 3. Well, and especially since... I mean, it's not really a real-world thing. It's like past-future, but it's kind of like with Division. If I'm using kind of like relatively terrestrial guns, I don't want like an... There's there's a disconnect when you're like mm. shoot an action game, but then people are like bullet sponges like an RPG that sure. also just kind of like turns me out personally. Sure. Yeah, totally. But in like a sci-fi setting, I'm like, oh, of course this alien has Duh. a health bar. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Why wouldn't he? We're on Mars. <laughs> yeah. But it's good that it's only 30 bucks. I am a big fan. If you, it, it's probably purely psychological, but if something is like 20 or 30 bucks, I am so forget. I'm like, okay, oh. you guys are trying an experiment. I'm right. like, I'm down with that. And if, that's it, the if it was 65 or 60 or whatever they cost nowadays, these games, uh, in this industry that we're in, uh, then I'd be like, ooh, but this one, I'm like, 30, that's... Yeah, you're trying something? Okay, go for it. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm still looking forward to trying it uh, tomorrow night. See what's up. Yeah. Uh, Davis, yeah. I can't wait to find out if I like Wolfenstein <clears throat> Youngblood, but Friday is still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, like say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah! Out today! Mighty Switch Force Collection on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Fantasy Strike on PS4, Switch, PC, and Mac. Furwind on Xbox One. Zombie Driver Ultimate Edition on Switch. Ely. Episode 1 on PS4, Raiden 5 on Switch, Songbird Symphony on PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC, Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom on PC, uh, Caged Garden Cock Robin on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> We're 12. I know. Well, for me, it's more the thing, of, I, I didn't expect Caged Garden Cock Robin to be like a title. Also, grown up in the burbs of Chicago. That sounds like uh, code words you'd use to turn the Winter Soldier on. Totally, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin. Robin. <laughs> There was a growing up in, in the burbs of Chicago. There was a cock robin in Wheaton, Illinois. We go to and get we get hamburgers and a, a square ice cream was their deal. Haven't thought about that. Play. I haven't thought about. I haven't thought about square ice cream. That how was you, their deal. How do you even make that? I, it was like a, they had a, they had a, a square, square or something. Did okay. Rite Aid make that? Like, was that I'm just telling you what cock robin was doing. Yeah. Who was, was before Rite Aid? Dwayne Reed. No, I, I didn't grow up with Rite Aid, so I don't know. It was some Walgreens. No, no, White Hen. Now you're just White Hen was in the convenience no, store that we and then Seven Eleven bought them up. Anyways, but they, they White Hen Pantry they did great sandwiches. Hey, read your goddamn notes. Every day, Poe <laughs> when Poe was going to school, and this should tell you why Poe just just does not take care of himself. Well, Poe would go to school. My best friend, right when we we went to school together, thrifties. he would get what thrifties. That oh no, I never had a thrifties. You never right? had a thrifties. No. Oh. Poe would go to the White Hen Pantry and get a smiley face cookie and a sprite, Ooh. and that would be his breakfast. Wait, what was a smiley face made out of M and M's? Oh no no! It was it was like you know, like it would be like a sugar a big old sugar cookie and then they like put that weird yellow frosting on oh, it and okay. then they draw the smiley on it. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, 
cage garden cock robin is on you switch today can i see this that one this is the wrong shape that's the ass not it search for cock robin ice cream <laughs> see what you can get for me all right absolutely not do it kevin for me uh pit cross lord of the nazarick is on switch <laughs> collideable 2 is on switch uh super mega baseball 2 ultimate edition is on switch gunpowder on the teeth arcade is on switch smooth summer games is on switch 60 seconds reatomized is on pc and mac arcade and these are all switch games now arcade archives the ninja warriors uh cock robin we already covered Caladi <laughs> <laughs> caladrius plays grotopia uh is that yeah see that's the square ice cream yeah in yeah, a, yeah this is what thrifty said too her like then why smile you show it is you know creepy in the background does it surprise you that you were able to find my cock robin ice cream immediately but not your thrifties do you ever think of that Nailed you. Maybe that that Robin. is that is like the Hansel and Gretel witch. Yeah, like, no, it's, that's not a that was not a. Was there's a lot you can read into that photo. God, I could go for a cock Robin bro. Double head. <laughs> Grotopia on Switch. Uh, Umihara. Kawaii's Fresh on Switch. Woodle Tree 2 Deluxe on Switch. Good lord. New dates for you. Mech Warrior 5 Mercenaries is now coming exclusively to the Epic Game Store on December 10th. There's a closed beta planned for November. Uh, Solo's coming to PlayStation 4 on July 30th in US. Uh, Omega, Labyrinth, Life, and Li- Labyrinth, Life are coming to Switch and PlayStation 4 globally on August 1st. Uh, Fishing Star World Tour is coming to the Nintendo Switch on September 26th. Everybody wake up Gary Whitta. I'm sure he's already back to sleep. What, why was Gary Whitta wearing those short shorts? I, he said it was hot. Huh. And I was like, no, it's not. Uh, the Verge reports, <laughs> so Nintendo short. has announced a new Switch bundle for Japan <laughs> that ties into the popular Disney Sumsum, how, how do I say it? Sumsum is how I was told. Sumsum franchise. A new game called Sumsum Festival is coming out on October 10th and includes Switch exclusive mini games as well as the ability to play a regular mobile style game of Sumsum by holding the Switch vertically. The Switch hardware bundle features a pattern dock with Sumsum characters and the logo, while the included pink and purple Joy Cons are similarly decorated. The Switch itself is the updated, longer lasting model that has and has pink characters on the back. Also, the home button has ears. The Sum Sum Festival bundle will be released in Japan on October 10th and will sell for $330. Uh, no word on a release anywhere else. You got excited when you heard it was a Disney Switch. Yeah, I'm a big Disney fan. Uh, <laughs> when I found out that it was a Sum Sum one, uh, I was a little less excited. Do you know what Sum Sums are? They, I, well, I've seen them. They're like, they're the like little, little potato shape. Yeah. They're, I think in, in Japan they're huge and you buy a bunch of them and they're all different sizes and you stack them and I had an ex-girlfriend that was obsessed with them. So You know the Sum Sum lifestyle. Yeah, I've had to for for anniversaries and birthdays. Sure. Luckily they're not too expensive. So sure. They're, are they, they're like the new Beanie Babies, right? Uh, yes. They're like that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I've and seen Marvel Sum Sums. Yeah, they have, they have every character... In the Disney pantheon and and beyond, they have them and yep. multiple versions of each of them. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I don't know. I was hoping for something a little more regular Disney themed. I like the colors. Knowing nothing about the Sum Sum lifestyle, I thought this was a cool doc. Kevin, they're cool. I actually what, hyperlinked what? it. Can you click on the hyperlink? We're in. Oh, yeah, uh, click on the verge and then out. show the images off because I think it's a good looking system. I it like is, the purple. It is, like it is nice. Yeah, I love the little the little Mickey ears on the start button. Or I like that you hyperlinked it. Hey, I thought this through because I knew because I usually say, "Hey, Kevin or Barrett, do this," and you guys are like, "Ah," and I'm like, "Fuck this! It would have been easier." You figured out. But I like I like that. I like that a lot. And it's getting one step closer to Andrea getting her purple What's Good Games controllers. The uh, oh, that's what they meant by it had ears. It's a Mickey Mouse button. Yeah, Uh, the house of mouse, as they say, Kevin. You know, I am dumb. 
I just don't. I'm not like you guys. All right. I don't focus on fucking Mickey Mouse. All right. I don't go to these theme parks to run around with a bunch of people in costumes. There's a lot of letters. I walk in, around and play goddamn. That I didn't expect. You're not a Disney fan. <laughs> no, he is. No. He's just an asshole. I mean, I like that. Marvel a lot. Yeah. Because he probably grew up like liking some off-brand Disney shit. Yeah. Oh, I, like, I love DreamWorks. <laughs> Nobody ever said they love DreamWorks. Oh, loves DreamWorks. It's All weird. right. Also, the world, the world tolerates DreamWorks. No one exactly. loves DreamWorks. Kevin, for you, this is for us. Blood and Truth gets DLC tomorrow for free. New Game Plus, online leaderboards, challenges, new collectibles, and alternate routes through missions. What? You want to do an addendum to? No, we don't need to do an addendum to the PlayStation VR show. We'll, we record it, and you'll see one day about it. Davis. It's time, it's time to check in with the readers. Okay. But first, I'm going to tell you about our sponsors. We're going to start with Experian. You know, the better your credit score, the easier it is to get the stuff you want and the less you have to pay. So the question is, why is it so hard to raise your score? Now it won't be thanks to Experian. They've launched Experian Boost, a brand new way to instantly increase your credit scores for free. A higher credit score can help you establish and get access to credit and preferred rates for the things you want and need in life. Experian is on a mission to help boost America's credit score, which will help millions of people across the country build and get better access to credit. People all across America have already raised their credit scores with Experian Boost, and you should too. For the first time ever, paying your utilities and cell phone bill can greatly increase your credit score. Experian Boost works by giving you credit for the bills you're already paying through your bank account, like water, gas, electric, cable, and What are you laughing about? <laughs> that game was called Cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> like this, like the square ice cream place is killing me. Uh, it used to take months to see your credit score rise a point or two. With Boost, you can increase your credit scores instantly. Boost is free to use and only available from Experian. Up until now, you've been paying your utility and cell phone and getting nothing. Now you can get credit for it. Of course, I talk about it every time we do this ad. I had a credit card. I thought I closed it out. I thought everything was great. Went to credit check years later, and no, I owed them $60, and <laughs> they were pissed. And it took forever to rebuild my credit. Don't be like me. Uh, we can't believe it's taking somebody this long to do this, so what are you waiting for? Experian Boost can potentially help you establish or increase your access to credit. Boost your FICO score instantly for free. Boost is only available at Experian.com slash KFGames. That's E-X-P-E-R-I-A-N.com slash KFGames. Up next is Brooklinen. Making your home beautiful is the ultimate form of self-care. You spend a third of your life in the sheets. Why don't you want them to be insanely comfortable? That's what Brooklinen does. Everybody knows about Brooklinen because we talk about them all the time. Me and Tim legitimately sleep in them all the time. Different beds, but I'm not against it if he ever wants to come over. Uh, have you ever seen <laughs> photos of Portillo? He's in my Brooklinen sheets, right? I went there. I clicked. I mixed and matched all the colors. It was great. Now, Brooklyn's got a brand new linen collection. They're calling it Luxury Linen. Uh, they have sheets, they have robes without the luxury markup. You can get in there and get a brand new comforter because it's getting so hot out there. It's so hot, Gary Witta is wearing short shorts. Oh, they're so short. So short. They're so short. Uh, of course, Brooklyn is the first uh, direct-to-consumer bedding company, meaning they work directly with the manufacturers and directly with the customers. So there's no middleman, just a great product and service. They've got 12 new beautiful linen colors and patterns to choose from. So get over to brooklinen.com for this exclusive offer. Uh, you can get 10% off and free shipping when you use the promo code GAMES at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get 10% off and free shipping is use the promo code GAMES at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code GAMES. Brooklinen, these are the best sheets ever. He was also so comfortable in them. Like, you could tell. Gary's just comfortable in life, you know? Yeah, I guess. Borzin00 <laughs> writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames just like you can. It says, good morning, Greg and Davis. With Microsoft removing Cortana 
from the Xbox One dashboard, is this a sign that AI assistants and gaming are just not going to get along? We had Destiny 2 companion apps and Skyrim was ported to Amazon Echoes, but does gaming need to be in the AI assistant space at all? Is Cortana's removal a larger sign of things to come? As Cortana has not been removed, but severely limited in some newer Windows 10's updates, with it being removed from search. Did you follow this, Davis? Uh, I did not know that it was removed, but I knew that they that it existed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Xbox did, is doing an update to the Xbox One dashboard, right? And so from it, they're removing Cortana from the thing, so it'll start up faster and go quicker. Okay. The idea is that she's still integrated. You just need, yeah, use a different app and use your Google Home or whatever to get her in there and get her going. Is it a sign that gaming and AI aren't meant to be? <laughs> no, no. But it's a sign that like nobody gives a shit. I'll tell you, I, I'm a huge Halo fan, and when they first started rolling out like the Cortana and different Windows things, I was excited, but when it wasn't exactly what I wanted, which was Cortana from the sure. games, and yeah, AI, yeah, I was yeah. like, I've, I haven't used it in years, so I don't, I don't know if anyone's... I, I don't think this is a sign of anything. It might just be that it didn't work the way they wanted to, and they're going to go back to the ground floor. Yeah, I'm reading from the Verge's piece here from Tom Warren. Uh, they... And then... So the quote from Microsoft <laughs> is this. Oh, it's, I, was like, I wanted to credit who the quote was from. Uh, Bradley Rossetti, Microsoft Xbox Insider Chief. We've heard your feedback and have continued to iterate on home to get into your gaming experience faster and keeping more of your content front and center. Uh, with this new experimental home design, the first thing you'll notice is we've removed the twist from the top of the home in favor of separate buttons uh, to launch your gaming experience. Uh, that's one of my biggest things is when I turn on the Xbox. And granted, this is what do you what do you use? So what do you know? Like I've you know used PlayStation Four as my primary console forever. When I turn on the Xbox, it's always that thing like, wait, where is everything? How do I get to what? Okay, worst. yeah, it, the, the Xbox I use basically is like a 4K Blu-ray player. Yeah, so every yeah. time I turn it on, I'm trying to. Th- figure out how to do that exactly uh going with the verge here alongside the latest home update microsoft is also removing cortana from the xbox one microsoft microsoft says it's moving to cloud-based assistance meaning quote you can no longer talk to cortana via your headset you'll still be able to power on an xbox one through the xbox skill for cortana on ios android or windows just like the existing alexa integration Verge continues, it's no surprise to see Cortana disappearing from the Xbox One. Microsoft has a new focus for Cortana on more business-related scenarios, and the company is working on making Cortana better at holding conversations. Microsoft also previously decoupled Cortana from search in the recent Windows 10 uh, May 2019 update, and now the company is bringing Cortana to the Microsoft Store as a separate app. Removing Cortana from the Xbox is another step in the digital assistant's demise on the consumer (laughs) side of Microsoft software and its services. For me, it's... It, it's almost like Siri on the the phone, where it's so rare I use her. Yeah, it's that it, once in a while cooking, maybe. But honestly, I talk to my Echo so much more. I think it's just how AI, as we've introduced all these different AI assistants, right? Finding the use case for them mm-hmm. in the same way we introduced Connect uh, to Xbox and then try to put it with Xbox One, thinking, hoping, give, giving you the option for it to take right. off, even though it was mandatory at the beginning. It didn't, and so now they get to reassess. Yeah, I think it, uh, it, exactly they. Everyone was hot on putting an AI assistant somewhere, so they used theirs, and it didn't work out. But I think that AI assistants in gaming are, are like, in the future, when it's all very streamlined and polished, it's going to be huge. Like, I, I look forward to the day where I'm just driving home, and I'm like, Cortana or whatever, can you, like, update yeah. whatever game yeah, so yeah. that when I get home, it's, like, ready to go? Uh, it's just maybe this version of Cortana wasn't the And one. see, that's the thing is like, it's so much like VR, or any new tech where we're still working through all that shit. Like when I am, I, you know, I'll, I'll get out of the shower and I'll, uh, uh, Alexa, do whatever. And then it'll be, 
uh, oh, this is a great song. Uh, Echo, actually, is what we call it. Echo, uh, add this to my playlist. I'm like, I don't have that Spotify. I can't add songs to Spotify. Well, I'm like, oh, fuck, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, like, it's so good, but when there's one roadblock, you're like, yeah, screw this exactly. whole thing. Yeah. And I've done it too. Like, reorder, reorder paper towels. I didn't find exactly what you're looking for, but I've added them to your cart. And I'm like, no, I don't want to <laughs> open the app. Just buy the damn towels. <laughs> what did you add then if you didn't have what I wanted? Exactly. You know, it was just <laughs> broken glass. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's so. I think it's them just keeping to try stuff. I, I'm with you that I think eventually it'll be there, but I I just don't think it'll be a big deal in the same way. Like, well, why are you using the Katana app to turn on your Xbox? Just turn your fucking yeah. Xbox on. Yeah. Twenty thirty eight Pokemon CEO writes in to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games and says, "Greg, yesterday we discussed friend codes becoming less annoying. Here's a hidden treasure with friend codes." Privacy. Friend oh, codes great. are unpopular. Yeah. We know why. Friend codes prevent public figures from getting swarmed by friend. Oh, dang. Friend requests. Uh, Hideki? Kamiya. Post screenshots of Tetris 99 without his uh, 130k followers sending requests. Game over, Greggy. Your Pokemon Go experience is personalized with friend codes. Public figures don't represent the world. The world can't be built for everyone. Everyone, look at your Switch friend list. It may be more personal. Friend codes were annoying with the Wii and DS, but I've come to appreciate them. There's a joy to having a privatized experience in a non-privatized era. Where do you come down on Nintendo friend codes? I hate friend codes. I It's always a challenge to find them and give them to people. I don't know that, like, I think that the, the privacy that they provide, which is, it's just, it's only privacy because they're so annoying. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not sure you can't have that same level of privacy with a system where you just log into your account. Yeah. Like, Steam has, I think, like a, like a don't disturb setting. I, I think that, that you could... Get rid of friend codes and people could still have privacy. 100%. I think there's, and, I, and that's the thing is, I disagree with you, Pokemon CEO. Of course, uh, I'm known for PlayStation. Everybody knows my PSN is game over Greggy. Through the settings PlayStation is built, my friends list, after I had to hire people to kick them off, because I added everybody, just thinking it would be fun, not realizing it would break every game. Right. <laughs> my, my friends list is incredibly personal now when I go over there. It is people I know from the industry and I know what they're up to. My Switch friends list is as we were talking about it before something that's forgotten to me now mainly because i don't think of my switch as an online device but now right. with marvel ultimate alliance it's like oh i want to jump into snow like mike's thing and so i had to hit him up for a friend code and this and then i actually went in there and i'm like oh yeah what's cisco playing oh he's a but i don't check in on my friends on the the nintendo switch ever to yeah. see what people are up to when and at least for me the switch is such a uh i use it for like local co-op with my friends way more than i than i would with like online so yeah when i even go into menus where i can see my friends i'm like oh i forgot i have friends here <laughs> and I, I i this stems from me yesterday gary was like ah oh, friends friends code suck and I'm like do they at this point for for being a system that i don't consider an online system i really didn't mind being like what well, snowbike mike what's your friend code and he sends me a jumble numbers and i put it in and we play like yeah cool it's good enough. It's, it gets the job done. I it, understand the privacy part of it. It technically works, but I think it would be so much easier if you could just tell them your screen name and then they could find it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, final question of the day goes to BJ Bernardo, who writes in to patreon.com slash games and says, Hey, y'all. Uh, on IGN, there's an editorial slash opinion article on climate changes and its resulting crisis needs to be highlighted and how its resulting crisis needs to be highlighted in video games. Here's the link and he puts it out there. Uh, it's called Opinion. Why it's time for video games to address climate change. It brings up the game Horizon Zero Dawn as a game that did bring the issue of climate change to video games. I don't know myself since I made it my choice and I'm Xbox for life, but since you played a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn, <laughs> did Horizon Zero Dawn really dive deep into climate change? Did it make you think about climate change? What games made you really think about our real life issues? I remember playing the original Final Fantasy VII as a boy and thinking it made me, and thinking it made me think how 
we treat our planet both as a society and how businesses treat our planet and it was a very negative light. it was in a very negative light thanks for reading this long po- post and twitch.tv slash Gary <laughs> BJ did you play Horizon uh, I played like by like 10 hours of Horizon I tried playing it right after I got done with Breath of the Wild and yeah, I, that like, was the I was a little right. bit open world over fatigue. fatigue yeah. and Breath of the Wild like streamline the open world process whereas Horizon felt a little more open worldy but um, I'm gonna go back and, and play it at some point yeah uh, I loved Horizon I platinum Horizon uh Reading the question, I was like, "This is upsetting, obviously, for many people because I love to rise so much." But I was like, "Was it climate change?" I don't. I remember. I I remember it was ma- uh, us, ma- a man, a human, the human beings, the human race, fucking it up real bad. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what caused us to have to go into this w- fucking. Could be a ch- metaphor for. Climate well, I think it, well, right I believe I I remember it just being. It's the normal thing that, hey, we're humans and we made all this technology. And, oh man, we fucked it up. We fucked this up bad, and like that's our problem, right? Of like, why do we do this? What? How do we fix it? I'm looking back right now, right? I guess I shouldn't spoil everything about Horizon, even though you kind of had your shot, right? Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's yeah, but yeah, like it. It definitely didn't make me think of, oh hey yeah, like we need to do something about climate change in a real way. It it, and uh, granted, I already think climate change is real, and we need to do something in a real way. I guess that was already there. Yeah, but I don't think the message of Horizon Zero Dawn was so strong. That it was like, oh my god, climate change is a real issue we're all facing, or robot dinosaurs are going to come back and take yeah. over the world. No. It was very... <laughs> come back, yeah. Or rise up. Robot dinosaurs are going to come back. Yes. Kevin, here's what I'm going to say, all right? <laughs> Have we found a lot of dinosaur and bones? Yeah. yeah. Have we found a lot of metal? Yeah. Coincidence? <laughs> Put the two together? Coincidence, Kevin? I don't think so. I don't you don't know what so. they're up to. You. And that's the thing, too, where they're always trying to tell you now, like, oh, the actually dinosaurs, maybe they ha- they're covered in feathers. You know what I mean? Not scales. Trying to get away from it, huh? Once we can get uh, uh, one of these, uh, what do you call them? Time machines working. Where I can look back and see what these guys look like, then maybe I'll believe you that they weren't robot dinosaurs. But until then, I'm not going to be a part of it, Kevin. You understand? Yeah, I guess. Thank you. Um, so, I don't know if I've ever had the question. <laughs> is there ever, what games really made you think about our real life issues? Like, I think games have a, do it and have a chance to do it and, get you on that track but it's rare that you put down the control and you're like fuck we got to do something right now maybe metal gear but even then metal gear got super crazy and i'm more like fuck we got to stop cloning children <laughs> with, with metal gear i spent too much time trying to unravel the mystery that is that game <laughs> to like really look beyond it uh but no i mean like games like any medium stories are a great way to like experience things and 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 like think about real world issues but i think one-to-one it's better when they're like larger themes, like violence towards women, or like any sort of like larger issue than specifically. Well, I guess climate change is kind of broad, but like kind of a big deal. Um, it, it it's fertile ground to to do. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't think there's been a lot of stellar examples of doing it right. I do. I do think that Final Fantasy VII is the great example because yeah. it's like the the Shinra Corporation, whatever. That's they're abusing it. Um, but yeah, there's not been a lot of games where I came out and being like, oh my god, we have to do this exact thing. Yeah. There you go, games. Somebody make that. Neil Druckmann, cancel the last of us part two. Fix that. I mean, he'd probably do both. No. Time to squat up. This is where one of you writes in to patreon.com slash games. You give me your name, username, platform of choice, why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you. Everybody plays games together. Today, Ryan Clark needs help on the Xbox One. His Xbox username is Hero of Time 816 Only Time and 816 are together as one word. So Hero of Time 816 
Uh. Hey, all best friends and best hosts. Since the new casino update to GTA Online, I've become hooked on this game again. Gambling addiction. Uh There it is, right? Tipper Gore is going to drag you into the Senate. (laughs) Uh, I'm looking for a crew of best friends to run some heists and possibly gamble it all away with me in hopes of getting one of those fancy flying DeLoreans they put in the game like two years ago. Thanks to Snowbike Mike for having me in his game and Twitch stream last night. It was a blast. Ace is wild. If you want to go get addicted to gambling with Hero of Time 816, hit him up. Eight one, Hero of Time 816. Kevin shaking his head no. Kevin addicted to cigarettes though, so can you, can you listen to him? He's in Big Tobacco's pocket. <laughs> Let's look at your wrong. This is where people write in to kindoffunny.com slash your wrong. And tell us what we screwed up during the show so we can set it straight and yada, yada, yada. Uh, nanobiologist writes in and says, the amount listed before the bonuses and difficulty stuff, the total payout can get... Oh, what? Well, you're continuing a conversation that I don't know. Well, that's yeah, bad. No, uh, nanobiologist says, you get overall $2.8 million for Doomsday Heist, not $7 million. Clearly, we were joking around. You jerk. Wait, uh, Abe says, possible misdate. Moonlighter DLC came out this week, but I don't remember Greg talking about it. We talked about all the Moonlighter sales, and one of them mentioned the DLC, but it's good to point out there's Moonlighter DLC available, yeah. and I don't know what it is, and I will buy it at sight unseen after this. Um, I don't what, I don't that I don't remember us talking about that at all. Why would that be there? Uh, Al Bob eight seven five says Team Rocket in Pokemon Go is actually Team Go Rocket. So even I screwed up. You know what I mean? And I'm a Pokemaniac, so I can't believe it. It makes them sound more like cheerleaders, like... Yeah, go, go Rocket! <laughs> um, no, that's a you're correct. That's not what this is about. Uh, <laughs> we already talked about that yesterday. Mizukini. Uh, <laughs> Ignacio Rojas says, What happened to the world in Horizon Zero Dawn is that robots started multiplying so much they started to fuck up the world. I thought that was it, but I can't remember what we started the robots what, for and they were going to take over. Is that... Pollution? I mean, I guess it's pollution. Right? It's climate change, though. That's what they're talking about. Did we make the robots for climate change? Did, well, that's what I'm asking. You I don't know, remember. Literally, this is a. Gr- this no, would have been a great. Like, if this could have happened, this would have been a like great it's thing. Like also like a birth control, total issue. This would have been a really no, fun one of like. This would be a fun. <laughs> I'm series. just saying. If the no problem way, is they reproduce too much, get some robot condoms. Yeah, or, the, the government's gonna work on some like robot. STIs. There's no accurate way to do it, but there it would have been a. It would be a fun series of. It's been. X number of days since you completed Horizon Zero Dawn. Tell me the story. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know, I mean, like, I know the Aloy st- stuff so well, but then when we were slowly revealing what was going on and why. Isn't, isn't that the case, though, for a lot of games? Like, right now, tell me the story of Metal Gear 2. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? We open up, all right, and we're walking on the bridge. The rain's coming down. Snake's got the. Yeah. No, 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 that's Metal Gear Solid, too. Oh! oh. <laughs> fuck me! Yeah. All right, Kevin! All right, Kevin! All right. Good job, Kevin! Yeah, fucking nailed me! God damn! Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Games. Watch it live. Twitch.tv slash Games. Watch it later. YouTube.com slash Games. Roosterteeth.com. And listen on podcast services around the globe. Uh, lots happening here at Kind of Funny today. Davis doesn't get to leave this desk. Right after this, he does We Have Cool Friends with one, Tim Geddes. Very exciting. Not all of them, just the one? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's your friend. (laughs) Uh, Then after that, we're all going to Olive Garden for Andrea Renee's lunch we owe her. Then after that, we're doing the games cast at 2.30. It's me, Tim, Andrea, and Davis. You can watch live 2.30 p.m. uh, Pacific Time. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. It'll be up obviously Friday morning. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Uh, and it'll be up for free everywhere on Monday if you want to do it that way. Uh, tomorrow's host is me and Tim. 
Davis, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me, man. Where can people keep up with you? Uh, on Warp Zone, on Instagram, Patreon, YouTube. You gotta, uh, no, you gotta give me URL. What's, oh. what's your Patreon URL? Oh, uh, patreon.com slash the warp zone? How do you not know this? This is very important. Hey, 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 we're so, whoa, whoa, we're so, I'm so I'm new to all this him, stuff. I'm teaching him, Kevin. Okay, I'm just saying it's hard, okay? It's hard. But this is good because you guys are the, the masters. The First off, look at, look at what I did to Xavier Woods, right? I taught him how to promote and he promoted himself so well he interrupted our show yesterday to promote himself. <laughs> I honestly hope he does that more often. I, that was fantastic. I was going to say, I put my phone down and had it turned off. So I'm just like, I hope not. Nothing. I haven't missed a call just from like him. Just like 10 missed calls from him. Exactly. And you know, Gary Wood is going to start doing it. Too. I digress. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.